Hello, y'all. Welcome into the show that's all about Dixie. I'm John Rawl. So good to be back with you here on the second day of the work week. We've got an unbelievable show planned out for you. If you have a little barbecue on your mind, well, that's what we do on Tuesdays. The Barbecue Barrister will be back with us in hour two. Matt Hermans will be joining us for his delicious report. You don't want to miss it. We'll start hour two off with our sports land yap. We've got all kinds of things to talk about, including we know now the opening game of this year's NFL schedule. We'll tell you who that's going to be. We'll also look at March Madness, both for the men and the women. We kind of know who all's going to be in the Sweet 16 in both men and women. We'll have all that coming up in our Sports Land Yap to start Hour 2. Later this hour, we've got our political spotlight, some news coming from the Commonwealth of Virginia that we want to pass along, and sad story coming from Texas regarding former George H.W. Bush. His office has closed. Of course, we lost the late president at the end of 2018, and just another sad chapter of our former president, George H.W. Bush. We'll tell you about that when we get to our political spotlight later this hour. We've got plenty of headlines coming your way in just a moment. We want to remind you that on the Y'all Show, you can go to our all-new website, y'all.com, with all kinds of neat stories. We've got some videos up there. In fact, some of the videos that we were able to do recently in Daytona Beach, Florida, have just been posted at y'all.com, also on YouTube at the Y'all Show video channel on YouTube. And you can see yours truly talking to some of the great tourism professionals from the South. And also, you can go back a few weeks to when I was in Music City, USA, and had great interviews with people like John Schneider of the Dukes of Hazard and David Ball. Yes, I admit I got a thinking problem. Yeah, that guy. And a bunch of great newcomers. All those are available at the Y'all Show on YouTube. Check it out. Subscribe, and you'll get every new video that we release on that front. Our number here on the Y'all Show is 803-816-1170. You can email us, y'all show at yall.com. And on Instagram and Twitter, we are at y'all show, making it oh so easy for you to reach out to us here on the All Southern program. Hope y'all are doing well and good. We've got a lot of stuff coming your way here this week. You don't want to miss it. We had uh, just a little news about country music. I told you I was in Nashville. We'll get those videos up. On the Wednesday Y'all Show, we're going to have Precious Harris joining us, and she's going to tell us all about what's going on in Nashville, Music City, USA. And spoil alert, I I don't know if Precious wants to talk about this, but I got a press release sent to me that I'll just give you a little bit of the headline that I saw when this thing came in, because this is not something you see every day in, in anything really these days, but... I have to admit that the, the at least the headline of this email caught my attention for a good reason. Because if you're like me and you grew up in the 1980s, this lady was one of the superstars. I think her poster was on the wall of my bedroom. Not put up by me, but my older brother ordered this thing and had it up. You know who I'm talking about. We're talking about Daisy Duke. And that would be Catherine Bach. And I got a email sent to me with the headline, Catherine Bach also known as Daisy Duke, set to appear on Hallmark's Home and Family, and that was on last night. So <laughs> I forgot to tune in, Home and Family. But Catherine Bach, if you, if you have Home and Family, you could have seen her on there. I'm sure that it will be having encore episodes 
on Hallmark, the Hallmark Channel's show, Home and Family. But sure enough, she was on there last night. And so I've got to talk to Precious about Catherine Bach and what she knows about all that when we have a chance to talk to Precious on the Wednesday, y'all. But that's tomorrow. Today is Tuesday. Let's start our headlines of what's going on in the country. This story here connects to the South, but the reason we're talking about it today, we mentioned it yesterday on the show, but we bring it up again today because sadly, another person has committed suicide going back to a school shooting. We told you on Monday that a youngster who survived the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting in 2018 in South Florida, they killed themselves on uh, i think it was over the weekend and now we know that the father of a sandy hook elementary school student killed himself on monday in newtown connecticut that's where 21st graders died along with six staff members in 2013 and on monday the body of 49 year old jeremy richmond was found outside his office monday morning his daughter avil was fatally shot at sandy hook And he had visited Florida last week and met with parents of Stoneman Douglas victims, whose 14-year-old daughter, Lori Elderhoff, Alyssa, met with her. Her daughter, Alyssa, died there in 2018. And we just, just a terrible thing. In fact, I understand this man who killed himself Monday. His office, he had kind of started a, a foundation for the Sandy Hook survivors or something to do with suicide victims or or deaths of students or something like that and he went in and and he killed himself there uh in that in that place there in in the northeast so sad news there coming from the northeast with another victim of suicide which reminds me here on the y'all show we try to do some good here we want to let everybody know if you are considering suicide or you know someone who is the national suicide prevention lifeline it's so easy to call and get help they're available 24 hours a day write this down call them it's it's, there's no shame 1-800-273-8255 1-800-273-8255 now, I can brag here. I actually, in the last couple of weeks, I really think I helped save someone's life. Someone that I know. Not well, but someone I know. I just kind of got a bad vibe from them. And sure enough, I kind of shared my bad vibe with a mutual friend. And that mutual friend called that person up. And that guy actually had already bought a gun and was already planning on killing himself. And my just kind of gut feeling probably help keep a suicide from happening and i hope my friend just turns away from that look it's okay to to think about suicide it's a natural thing to think about it's unnatural to do you you should not do it you don't need to do it it's a bad thing i think we just had an expert on here the other month who said that every time someone takes their life 18 other people suffer so you keep that in mind but we don't want you to do it. The number is 1-800-273-8255, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Please call. If you're the one considering it or you know someone who you think might be considering suicide, so easy to call. It's free, available 24 hours, 1-800-273-8255. In other headlines, we know about President Trump and the no collusion story that came out over the weekend. Well, a guy who kind of had a lot of momentum on his side, especially from the media, 
during the weeks and weeks that he was constantly on television. Michael Avenatti, you know, the creepy porn lawyer. Well, he was in the news on Monday for all the wrong reasons as he, well, he got kind of indicted for extortion and wire fraud. And it turns out that there's a connection to Mississippi in all of this going on with Michael Avenatti. Now, a small Mississippi bank says it didn't lose money on loans made to Avenatti. The lawyer best known for representing porn actress Stormy Daniels was arrested Monday on charges that he embezzled from a client, and then he tried to extort millions from the shoemaker Nike. And in a separate L.A. case, Avenatti is charged with bank fraud and wire fraud. People's Bank in Mississippi, the chairman and CEO, Chevis Sweatman, says the loans that the bank gave Avenatti were repaid. He didn't say how Avenatti came to borrow from People's Bank based in Biloxi. But according to this bank, he repaid loans in a criminal case, and there's no problem, according to this bank, in Biloxi, Mississippi. But Avenatti, he's got a lot of problems now, and I think I was watching Fox News over the evening last night, and they said that in a like a month period, Avenatti appeared on CNN about 70 times back when he had all the dirt on Donald Trump, and he and Trump were going at each other on television and on Twitter and he was getting a microphone every time he was given the opportunity. But right now, he's behind bars, I think. And he's got a lot of legal problems facing him. The creepy porn lawyer. An Alabama man is accused of intentionally scalding two children in a bathtub. And he's now pleaded guilty and been sentenced to serve 40 years in prison. 33-year-old Derek Defoe, he pleaded guilty in Athens, Alabama on Monday to two counts of aggravated child abuse just before opening statements in his trial were set to begin. Other charges against him were dropped as part of a plea agreement. The mother of the children, Amanda Ryer, was sentenced in November to serve 40 years after she also pleaded guilty to two counts of aggravated child abuse. Ryer and Defoe were dating at the time of the 2015 scalding. The Luckily, the five-year-old boy and two-year-old girl survived. Authorities have said the girl had burns over at least 70% of her body and her skin peeled off. But in North Alabama, this man going to prison for 40 years since to that for scalding children in a bathtub. Another disturbing story coming from the Yellowhammer State as a mother there was found guilty of attempted murder in a 2016 beaten beating and burning of her two children and 25 year old melissa ann miller of sneed alabama she pleaded guilty to two counts of attempted murder and two counts of aggravated child abuse this happened in blunt county i think that's fort Payne, alabama is where that is and the uh, district attorney there pamela casey said that she pleaded guilty the injuries to the children were life-threatening and included cigar burns to their bodies Miller was first arrested in September of 2016 after an intensive investigation into the injuries sustained by the children in April of 2017. Authorities said that they had been so severely beaten they were hospital, hospitalized at Children's of Alabama for about a month. But this woman, 25 years old, now going off to prison, as a result of her plea, she will receive two 12-year prison sentences, one for each of the attempted murder convictions, two 12-year sentences each for the aggravated child abuse convictions. And what a terrible story coming from Blunt County in Alabama of this woman who was found guilty of attempted murder in the beating and burning 
of the two children. What a sick world we live in. All right, moving on to Virginia. The police chief in Portsmouth, Virginia, she's the first black woman to ever lead the city police in Portsmouth, Virginia. She said Monday that she was forced out, calling herself no quitter and accusing a small group of officers of bias and acts of systemic racism, discriminatory practices, and abuse of authority. And Chief Tanya Chapman released a four-page statement a week after her abrupt resignation. It says her attempts to change the culture consistently were met with a resistance from some people within the Portsmouth Police Department there in Virginia, some of whom, quite frankly, did not like taking direction from a, quote, African-American female. But she's putting out something there that she was forced out in Portsmouth, Virginia. How about this story? A man in Alabama who was a substitute teacher, a 74-year-old substitute teacher, he had a gun in his pocket and it discharged while he was in the classroom of a bunch of first graders. And now at Bluntsville Elementary School, also in Blunt County, Alabama, where we just talked about around Fort Payne, this substitute teacher in a lot of a lot of problems. Henry Rex Weaver is the name. And now he's behind bars after this gun in his pocket went off on Friday. It happened around midday at Bluntsville Elementary School. And the DA there in Blunt County said one student was struck by a fragment and checked out by the school nurse. And now Mr. Weaver, who had the gun in his pocket when it was discharged, there were students in the classroom at the time. And just a fortunate thing, no one really was seriously hurt. But yeah, substitute teacher. What about that 74-year-old substitute teacher? I guess there's no age limit when it comes to sub-teaching in the Bluntsville Elementary School. But in this case, he had a gun, and I t- that that's a different one right there coming from North Alabama. You know, they do things a little different on Sand Mountain. A 65-year-old on a lunch break was reportedly robbed by a man with a stun gun in Little Rock, Arkansas. And this woman, she told police officers while she was on her lunch break in her car outside the Stein Mart, on Cantrell Road in Little Rock on Friday, a man with a stun gun tried to rob her, and the report from the police indicates the suspect reportedly used a stun gun on the victim nearly a dozen times. Little Rock police responded to the parking lot, and on Friday afternoon, they found people at the shopping center, and yeah, just just a crazy thing there. The 65-year-old woman told officers while in her car on a lunch break, the man tried to rob her using that stun gun, and after a brief fight, she was able to make it out of the passenger side door, but not before the suspect reportedly used the stun gun on her the same number of times we use in this report 10 times. So, so just, a, a, I guess, a, a hell-bent would-be robber there going after this 65-year-old, just enjoying a nice lunch break outside the Steinmark. Steinmark, do y'all know where Steinmark started? I think it's based in Jacksonville, Florida, but it started in the Mississippi Delta, I think. It was either Vicksburg or perhaps Greenville, Mississippi is where Steinmart originated. Bet you didn't know that one. Sad news from Florida, as in Palm Beach, 36-year-old Elian Garcia Rivera was electrocuted in his backyard Saturday when he spotted one of his pigeons on a power line running above, and he went and got a 20-foot pole and tried to remove the pigeon 
but unfortunately he touched a power line and was electrocuted and he died. According to the MIT researchers, birds can safely sit on wires because they aren't grounded, so the electricity in the power line stays put. People get electrocuted when they touch a power line because they are on the ground, causing the electricity to flow through them. So many people make a mistake and get a pole out and go near a a power line, sometimes accidentally. Do not do that. Please be careful out there, especially around power lines. And in this case, the bird was going to be fine. The man trying to be a good Samaritan ends up losing his life trying to save a bird, a pigeon that is, on a power line we've got more headlines coming up on the y'all show including one that well you're just going to have to stay tuned and listen to because it would this one's a hard one to explain a man going through a college campus without pants on yeah we'll tell you about that coming up on y'all Wes worked hard to make his dream of playing in the NHL come true. Every day, he'd be out playing street hockey, constantly. Townspeople would drive by and shout, Get out of the street! But Wes never gave up. Well, until one day when someone yelled, Get in the car, you're going to make us all late to work! Because Wes was a 43-year-old accountant, and he commuted with that guy downtown. So Wes never played in the NHL. But he did hear how Geico, proud partner of the NHL, could save him money on car insurance. So he switched and saved, and made his other dream come true. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7474 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7474. And caller number nine for one million dollars. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Chocolates. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number ten. Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video stream set up to 480p+. Music it up to 500 gigabits per second. Gaming it up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricting supply. See dealer for details. It's the Y'all Show, our website, y'all.com. I'm John. Good to have you back here as we keep going through today's headlines. 
across Dixie. The volunteer state, it leads the nation for dementia-related deaths. That is not a good thing. Tennessee, yes, you're number one in states with the highest dementia-linked death rates. And I can tell you the list of top 10 states with this highest dementia-linked death rates. A lot of southern states here. We'll we'll start at Tennessee, number one. Kentucky, number two. South Carolina is number three. Alabama's fifth. North Carolina, seventh. Georgia, eighth. Those are your top ten. And Tennessee has the highest death rate in the country in this survey. And it comes from the Alzheimer's Association. Research shows that 5.8 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's disease And it's a struggle that more often than not leads to dementia. And so be careful out there and try to remember those who suffer from this horrible disease, dementia, and then Alzheimer's. Dementia is an umbrella, and 86% of that umbrella is Alzheimer's disease, according to researchers. So Tennessee, again, number one in the country for deaths related to dementia want to also point out that Arkansas is the 19th state in the nation, Mississippi 21st in this. You can get help with Alzheimer's by calling the Alzheimer's Association's 24-7 hotline, 1-800-272-3900, and learn a lot more about this disease. In the Commonwealth of Virginia, well, they're kind of high uh, right now about the fact that they've got low unemployment, and they also have in historic numbers in terms of jobs but there was a slight uptick in unemployment going into last month as virginia was only one of a few states in the country where the unemployment rate rose in the month of february although the commonwealth's total labor force reached a record high according to the labor department's bureau of labor statistics virginia's february jobless rate was 2.9 percent that's up just a tenth of a percent from 2.8 to 2.9, and that is down from 3.2, which is where it was a year ago. Now, Virginia's total labor force grew by more than 8,900 jobs from January to February, the eighth consecutive monthly gain, and that is great news. Now, Virginia ended February with a labor force of 4.35 million, and that is an all-time high. By the way, Maryland, the neighbor to Virginia, Its unemployment rate in February was 3.7%. That's unchanged from January. And if you want to know the state right now who has the highest unemployment rate, that would be Alaska with a 6.5% unemployment rate. But right now, from a job standpoint across the country, times are pretty darn good, and they're good right here in Dixie on that front. Well, you know about the banned Florida-Georgia line and some of the earth-shattering hits that they've had in music in the last couple of years well how about this not really band name but it's just a fact instead of florida georgia line the florida alabama line earth-shattering from an earthquake standpoint no joke just north of the florabama lounge near pensacola but more toward uh, i would call it northwest of crestview A fifth earthquake has struck that area, and it was a 2.7 magnitude earthquake. It hit an area just under two miles east of Century, Florida, on Sunday. That, according to the United States Geological Survey, and at least one 
Flomaton residents they reported feeling the tremor. Flomaton, right there on the border of Alabama and Florida. And this is the fifth time that an earthquake has hit the area in less than three weeks. I don't know what's going on there. And that's in around the Escambia County area of Florida, in north extreme northwest Florida, the Panhandle, and L.A., lower Alabama. They had a 3.1 magnitude quake back on March 6th. So if you're heading down to Pensacola anytime soon, you might want to be careful going through Flomaton and all that area north of Pensacola, going around Foley and the eastern shore of Alabama. It's earthquake country, it appears, right now. <laughs> but uh, still a great place. We, we love that area of Bama slash Florida. Good news in the state of Tennessee as Volkswagen's Tennessee plant has upped its minimum wage to now be $16 an hour. Volkswagen has a big plant just outside of Chattanooga, and they have made this increase. The company says it will offer a $0.50 base wage increase for its production team workers. New hires will start at $16 an hour and top out at $23.50. The increase takes effect July 1st. Volkswagen says production wage progression will increase by $0.50 at every level with workers becoming eligible for $17 an hour after six months of employment, and they'll get $19.70 an hour after two years. Volkswagen's Chattanooga facility currently employs about 3,800 people, and it produces the Passat and the Atlas, all in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And let me brag on that Volkswagen Passat, because when I went to Daytona Beach last week, I got me a rental car and the folks at Enterprise Rental brought around what I thought would be a Ford or some other kind of rice burner. They brought around this beautiful gray Volkswagen Passat and I got in that car and I don't normally ride in sedans. I'm kind of a tall guy. I don't like riding in small cars. I still prefer a, a, a some kind of car or truck that you don't have to sit down so low, but I, I wasn't going to be picky because I had to drive a long way. I drove 1,900 miles on my trip to Daytona Beach and back. But this Passat, it got about 550 miles to a to a tank of gas. And when I filled up, I never paid more than 30 bucks at the pump to, to completely fill up the, the tank of gas. That's not bad. Now, I like Volkswagen. I'm a German file. I like things from Germany. But to know that perhaps this car was actually made in Hamilton County, Tennessee, Chattanooga, that, that, that makes it, makes it even more special. In fact, the only thing that could have been better is when those things roll off the assembly line there in Chattanooga, they stick a couple of moon pies in the glove box. Now that would have been just over the top customer service there, but I can't say enough about the Volkswagen and, and the great ride that I had. And the great news is not only did I get great gas mileage, and it was a nice, comfortable ride. The radio kicked butt. I enjoyed that. And uh, I didn't get one single scratch on the darn car. So I, I'm going to get my $200 deposit back. So, hey, running cars is kind of a neat thing, especially if it works out from a financial standpoint, as this case it did, thanks to the great gas mileage of, I think, a Chattanooga-built Volkswagen. Now, if they'll just start making Beatles in East Tennessee, <laughs> An Alabama family dollar clerk fought off a sword-wielding robber with a gun. 
Family Dollar. Have y'all been in a Family Dollar? I go to Family Dollar a lot. And they're actually a part of the Dollar Tree chain. I didn't know that until recently. It was announced that they're going to start closing some of these Family Dollars and or Dollar Tree stores in a consolidation move. But sure enough, at the Family Dollar in Birmingham last week, a man came in, demanded money from the clerk, but he left after the clerk showed them their firearm and Precious Spencer had only been on the job for a couple of days when she described how one of her managers used a gun to fend off the medieval robbers. These robbers had these swords when they came into the store. And this lady, not not our Precious, this is Precious Spencer there at the Family Dollar in Birmingham. She says that he got to the end of the aisle and said, they're robbing us, they're robbing us. They came here with this sword and that kind of threw us for a loop because no one really got robbed with swords before, but in this case, it all worked out. So, hey, and if you're in the family dollar and you go in with a sword, be prepared to be met by a gun. And that's what happened there is the clerk fought off these sword-wielding robbers with a gun and all ended well. Luckily, no one was hurt. I guess they ran off. I don't know the, the rest of the story there, but like me some family dollar they got a great water deal if you ever go to a family dollar they got these big big old more than a gallon size waters for less than a dollar you can buy and they got this cool little plastic handle on them that makes it a lot easier to tote around than your traditional gallon milk jug type container so that that's just my insider info about family dollar if you uh, want to venture into one soon <laughs> Like like the family dollars, although they're hard to find compared to the good old dollar generals. Dollar generals are, I think, on every corner of every street in America, it seems, these days. How about this story coming from Concord, North Carolina? Police there have arrested a man who, say, shot another moviegoer in a dispute over seating at a local movie theater. And Concord police say officers were called to a theater showing the horror film Us at Concord Mills Mall on sunday evening and found a male with a single gunshot wound which luckily was not life-threatening and investigators on monday announced that 18 year old bryant gregory eves jr had been arrested at his home in indian land south carolina that's just across the state line from charlotte and eves has been charged with one count of assault with a deadly weapon inflicting serious injury with intent to kill police do not believe that eves and the victims they knew each other prior to the shooting Eves is awaiting extradition. It's unclear whether he has an attorney who could comment. But yeah, getting into a little argument there at the movie theater. And I've seen it firsthand. A friend of mine, it wasn't a movie theater. It was actually at a play at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville. And man, my friend who was with me, he and this other couple, they got into a verbal argument over the seats there inside the Ryman and it wasn't my friend's fault when maybe they've changed it but when they first opened the Ryman back in the 90s after its renovation they put seats like four inches apart from each other so unless you had a really skinny buttocks your butt was going to be on somebody else's seat and so when these I'll just call them Yankees came and they saw my friend was kind of sitting in part of their seat they smarted off at him and he said don't you look at me that way gus i loved it it's one of the great moments I, I, and i i enjoyed that and he he laughs this took us off 
pun intended there every time i remind him of that story and and uh, yeah you you got to be careful when you get to these theaters especially in not even not only theaters in, in like a sporting venue where they don't have the actual seats they just got numbers and look we're in the south here we, some of us have pretty big bosoms and so yeah those numbers don't always account for those of us who are on the large rotund status category so yeah i can understand why people's emotions run high in a movie theater and or the ryman auditorium in this case don't you look at me that way the great gus said all right here's a story coming from kentucky and congratulations kentucky according to a survey you have the most drunk online shoppers shoppers spend trillions of dollars online each year but This survey shows that billions of those dollars are coming from people who are drunk. And the survey also shows that Kentucky is number one when it comes to drunk online shopping. Now, how in the world did they figure this one out? Online shopping is easy, convenient, and according to this survey that the folks in Kentucky, I guess because of the fact they've got lots of bourbon, they they like to, to get online and spend. Kentuckians top the charts with a $742 annual spend. Now, I don't know if that's with bourbon or not, but yeah, the, the United States of drunk shopping says that the average annual amount of money spent on purchases while under the influence by U.S. state. Kentucky is the only one in the plus $700 a year category. Now, how is the rest of the South shaping up? Well, who is the least in the South? This says louisiana with around less than 300 dollars a year in drunk shopping now just behind kentucky you have alabama and south carolina you have that's six to six hundred dollars plus a year in the 500 plus a year category mississippi georgia virginia and florida and tennessee and texas are the only southern states with the 400 to 500 dollars a year in drunk shopping and arkansas somehow you didn't register so congrats on that one but again i don't know who came up with this i think it comes from hustle whatever that is but kentucky according to this the most drunk online shoppers coming from the bluegrass state well these folks must have been drunk not when they were shopping but when they were tying the knot because in somerset kentucky a couple there they just couldn't let go of their UK Wildcats fandom for a little bit when they got married over the weekend. And Devin and Randall Smith were married at the First Baptist Church in Somerset, Kentucky. And when they discovered that Kentucky would end up facing the Walford Terriers in the Sweet 16 during their wedding ceremony, they knew they would have to give their family the opportunity to cheer on the Wildcats while they stood at the altar. So what did they do? They turned the game on television screens in the sanctuary they turn those tvs on while their wedding ceremony was going on is that not redneck and stupid yes i think it is <laughs> i mean a average wedding ceremony is about 15 minutes in length and surely the game could not have been that important the couple is right now on their honeymoon in gatlinburg but they say they will be back in time to watch the cats play friday night and i'll tell you who uk is going to play in the sweet 16 at the top of hour two you don't want to miss it but yeah putting the wildcats right there and this i'm looking at the wedding photos it's a very elaborate setup they've got there in somerset kentucky and a a lovely couple 
I'm surprised they're not wearing blue. Uh, they, he's got a black tuxedo. She's got on a, can you believe it? She's wearing a white dress, a white wedding dress. And their wedding cake has a sign behind it that says, always and forever. That's a good good line from Randy Travis, actually. But, yeah, Kentucky basketball, it's kind of a big deal in the bluegrass. And finally, in South Carolina, at Winthrop University, just outside of Rock Hill, home of the Winthrop Eagles, police there on campus say that a 23-year-old man, David Nathaniel Atkinson, was arrested over the weekend and charged with indecent exposure. He's accused of driving around the Winthrop campus without pants on, and according to the police lieutenant there at Winthrop, Two students looking out the window of their dorm before 8 p.m. saw a man without pants in a car. And that's when the man who is not a student at Winthrop and has no affiliation with the school in Rock Hill, South Carolina, was arrested. The man was released Sunday after posting $10,000 bail and not immediately clear whether he had an attorney. Atkinson was previously convicted of indecent exposure in December of 2016 in Alamance County, North Carolina. But driving around college without your pants on and you have no connection to the college and i've been to winthrop a couple of times and uh the thought of not putting my pants on never crossed my mind but i'm not 23 year old david nathaniel atkinson either so we'll have to see what happens to this uh pantless man here going forward in his legal case when we come back on y'all we will have our political spotlight of the southeast you don't want to miss it we've got some stories about good old ralph northam remember the governor of the commonwealth of virginia oh he's back in the news you don't want to miss that plus remember karen handel she was the woman that won that congressional race north of atlanta back in 2017 and then she got defeated in 2018 well she's got plans for the future and also we know a little bit more about what's going on with bill haslam the former governor of the state of Tennessee. We've got a little info on that and Cory Booker news. All that and our political spotlight coming up next on Y'all with the General John Raw. And now a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When a client calls, what do you want them to hear? Your personal voicemail? Hey, you've reached Greg's cell phone. Um, I'm away right now, <laughs> obviously. Uh, leave a message and maybe I'll get back to you. Or something a little more buttoned up, courtesy of Grasshopper. Thanks for calling Green Landscaping. To make an appointment, dial 1. For billing, dial 2. To speak with Greg Smith, dial There's three. no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Let's observe the inflatable noodle man. His constant undulating entices people to look at me, look at me. He's tireless and brainless, a literal airhead. Curiously, however, the inflatable noodle man, when hearing that Geico not only saves people money, but also has an award-winning app that makes it easy to manage one's policy, he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Just ask an inflatable noodle man. Carefully, they are unpredictable creatures. They said to have her hair done, Lizzie. 
France And Jackie's seen in a discotheque Doing a brand new dance And the White House social season Should be glittering and gay But here in Topeka The rain is a-falling The faucet is a-dripping And the kids are a-balling One of them a-toddling And one is a-crawling And one's on the way We're back on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Reminder, at the start of next hour, we've got your whole sports lanyard coming your way. NFL news. We also have college basketball, both men's and women's Sweet 16 information. You don't want to miss out on that, plus some news about the Georgia Bulldogs. And it ain't very good news, as they've got two players and some hot water. We'll tell you about it. And sports lanyard coming up. At the top of Hour 2 Plus, we'll have the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue back on here with us. Matt Hermans is set to tell us about Q and more. You don't want to miss it here coming up on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Right now, we have our political spotlight here on the Y'all Show. And again, the after effects of the collusion delusion going on in Washington, D.C. And if you're like me, you tuned in on Monday, especially Monday evening, and you saw the talk shows and if you had any mea culpas going on, and I didn't see too much of it. I still think we live in such a divided society that even if you are wrong, you don't want to admit it. You're going you're gonna to keep fighting the good fight, whether you're on the left or the right. And it, the, the real question is, how is the general person out there listening to, the, to me right now? Maybe you're a person who isn't so political. Is this going to make a difference to you when it comes time to go vote again? Are you going to be so fed up that you're going to say, well, I'm going to stay with President Trump? Or are you going to say, this guy's a fool, and no, we didn't get him on collusion, but he's just so bad? Time will tell. But yes, in the meantime, the president is happy about the situation. I saw Donald Trump Jr. on Fox Monday evening, and I always enjoy listening to him. He he reminds me so much of his father, but he does it in more of a uh, even more New York style than his own father. And uh, remember, he was kind of uh, the ground zero of this whole Russia collusion thing since he was kind of the one who orchestrated that meeting at Trump Tower. And he was definitely in the room where his father was not directly involved with that meeting. And evidently nothing came out of it because if, if there was anything there, he would have been indicted and we would know a lot more. But Donald Trump Jr. kind of celebrate he was mad i saw the interview he, he was not celebrating he was angry so was sean hannity monday evening when i tuned that show in so it and they have a right to be this whole thing was a more than two-year fishing expedition and it proved nothing and and it was such a waste and a lot of the democrats and a lot of the media and i'm, I'm not trying to be another conservative talk show here i'm just telling you the fact and luckily here on this show, we haven't been hammering this every day like all these other shows, whether they're Republican or Democrat. That's all they talked about. We we really didn't talk about this except when it connected to the South. And there were a lot of people that made a lot of money over these last two years off this whole suspicion that there might be collusion. And MSNBC, they got big numbers. And Rachel Maddow big numbers she's she's made a lot of money off of pushing this whole deal for all these years and there were people who won pulitzer prizes over collusion stories of which we know there was no collusion and some people have said 
those people don't deserve to have those Pulitzer Prizes. They should give them back, and they should. And uh, yeah, I'm a guy who believes in journalism. I completely, firmly believe in the fact that journalism is the watchdog of government. And I don't like to, to cross and blur the line when it comes to the important role that journalism has. Now, here on the Y'all Show, we're not trying to become some great journalistic enterprise here. Now, I do like to report the news and try not to do as much opinion. I, I like to just share my thought, but this is not really necessarily an opinion show. This is a pro-South show. And sometimes things in the South are really good, and sometimes we don't have the best stories to report. But I just kind of throw it out there because what we do on this show is tell you the things that you're not going to get on the national cable outlets because maybe they're not newsworthy across the country, but they are here in this region. But regardless, this stuff continues to get traction nationwide and and kind of an intriguing thing to watch. Now, going back to 2017, remember – there was that congressional district north of Atlanta that Tom Price vacated to go work in the Trump administration, and there was an election, a special election, that Karen Handel narrowly defeated John Ossoff, and Ossoff was kind of the media darling there prior to Michael Avenatti getting on TV all the time, and she won that race. Well, in 2018, this congresswoman from Georgia lost to Democrat Lucy McBath, and now she says that she's going to be running in 2020 to win back that seat that she lost last fall. She announced her comeback Monday with an online video featuring clips of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and freshman Alexandria Cortez and other Democrats who are favorite GOP targets. So we'll see if this former Congresswoman Karen Handel can get this seat back. This was one of those classic suburban seats that republicans lost in 2018 and she's going to be trying to get it back in republican control in 2020 the former governor of tennessee bill haslam is still weighing the option to run for u.s senate in 2020 and he is right now his decision is one of the most anticipated political decisions in the volunteer state and will he run to take over the seat that lamar alexander is leaving behind when he retires. And right now he's been pretty quiet since publicly leaving office two months ago. He did show up in a personal tweet over the weekend showing him with his wife Chrissy at the University of Tennessee men's basketball game in Columbus, Ohio, where Tennessee won and moved on in the Sweet 16. But will Governor Haslam become Tennessee's next senator? Well, he's got to run first. But right now, we're not sure if he's, if he's even going to run in 2020, but that's a question that remains in Tennessee. The embattled governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia, Ralph Northam, has signed legislation creating a new advisory board aimed at promoting issues important to the black community. Northam said he signed a bill creating what's called the African American Advisory Board. It's a 21-member board that will advise governors on issues important to blacks and submit annual reports the lawmakers and you have to wonder is this being created simply as a kind of reaction a knee-jerk reaction to him getting caught wearing blackface back in the 1980s in the big scandal that resulted as from that cory booker he's got a big town hall tomorrow in orangeburg south carolina on the campus of south carolina state university 
and SCSU there, the Historically Black College of South Carolina. They have announced that Booker will be their commencement speaker ahead of his appearance on campus on Wednesday. And Cory Booker, the New Jersey senator, will be at Stevenson Auditorium as the featured guest at the CNN Town Hall. And then Booker will come back to SC State on May 10th to be the graduation commencement speaker for the class of 2019. Go SC State Bulldogs! And Cory Booker going to be on TV tomorrow night. Tune him in and see what he's got to say there in Orangeburg County, South Carolina. And finally, sadly, four months after the death of former President George H.W. Bush, his office in Houston closed for the last time on Friday of last week. The Bush chief of staff, Gene Becker, said that as one era ends, a new one is beginning. In a statement issued Monday, Becker said the George Bush Presidential Library Foundation will be renamed the George and Barbara Bush Foundation, and it will become an affiliate of the George H.W. Bush Presidential Library at Texas A&M. But there in Houston, the office of former President George H.W. Bush closing for good. And that's a political spotlight here on this Tuesday, y'all. Hang on, we've got hour two of today's show right after the break. You're listening to Y'all with John Rawl. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. How the heck are you? Welcome back to Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent as we roll on on this Tuesday edition of the all southern program with the general john raw we've got the general of all things barbecue coming up in just a few minutes matt hermans also known as the barrister of bodacious barbecue can't wait to see what he's got to say when we have him come by and just a little bit talk all things q reminder our website y'all.com we've got some great recipes on there right now some great travel destinations and more you just got to go check it out for yourself and on, on facebook Go find the Y'all Show, Y'all Magazine, all that good stuff on Facebook. Like us, and you'll get all of our fun updates. You don't want to miss out on the all-Southern goodness that is Y'all. We start off today's show in this hour with a little sports lanyard. And hey, NFL news. We told you yesterday that the great tight end for New England, Rob Gronkowski, has announced his retirement from the game. Well, now we know who the opening game of the 2019 NFL season is going to be. And this is good news for all you fans of these Yankee teams that live down here. The Green Bay Packers and Chicago Bears were named the season opener. And that will be that Thursday game going into the opening weekend of the season. The game will be held September 5th. The Bears and Packers, that will be a 8.20 Eastern time kickoff on NBC. And Chicago will host Green Bay 
in this week one matchup to begin what will be the NFL's 100th year. How about that? This is the NFL's century season this year. It's college football's 150th season in 2019. I had no idea those two two kind of uh, offshoots of each other kind of have that little common thread when it comes to anniversaries. And I'm looking forward to some of the 150 celebration for college football, but this is the NFL's century year in 2019. Now, if you want to talk about the defending champ, Super Bowl champ, New England Patriots, they're going to get their season started off on that Sunday night of the year. The Patriots are going to play on that Sunday night game, but we do not yet know who they will be playing on that opening week because the NFL is still holding back the rest of the schedule. They're going to release that closer to the NFL draft next month in Nashville, but the opponent will be announced. It's going to be that Sunday evening, 8.20 Eastern kickoff on September 8th. New England versus somebody out there. Possible opponents for them include the Giants, Browns, and Chiefs for that opening week. But again, it's still a little weird why the NFL does it this way. But we they tell you who all your opponents are going to be. They just don't tell you the order of which they will be until, in this case, April. But NFL football 2019, the 100th season. Now to the NBA, and the Supreme Court said yesterday that it won't step into referee a copyright dispute between Nike and a man who took a well-known photograph of basketball great Michael Jordan, and that photograph went on to kind of be that famous silhouette of Jordan soaring through the air that's become kind of a logo of Nike, and the man who took the photo, Jacobus Rentmeister, sued Nike after the image he took of Jordan in the 1980s as an inspiration for a photographic commission for its own ads. And the photo has kind of become a nickname called Jump Man and used for their Air Jordan shoes. And he sued the Oregon-based Nike in 2015, saying both the Nike photo and logo infringed on his copyright issue so this whole case since the supreme court said it won't step in it goes back to the lower court which already ruled kind of in favor of nike so it looks like this photographer will not end up getting any kind of settlement or money from nike which would have been i'm sure a very generous payday if they ruled in favor of the man but the photo was taken for life magazine in 1984 while jordan was still at unc and it shows Jordan holding a basketball in his left hand and leaping ballet-like toward a basketball hoop. And this photo had been around a long time, and this image of Jordan soaring through the air. I personally, and there's been some people who've stepped up since Jordan went away, but remember if you tuned into television, especially in the 90s, it was kind of like Shaquille O'Neal is now. Every commercial break had some kind of Michael Jordan something in it. He was on tons of commercials so i personally have enjoyed not seeing mj at every commercial break these last 15 20 years i don't know what he does he owns the charlotte hornets my favorite nba team but he's kind of been somewhat enigmatic in his role as owner of that franchise uh and i hope they make the playoffs but they're probably not i don't know what what, what's going on there in the queen city but yeah, now you see, who is it, Michael Jordan all the time. A few years ago, it was, I'm sorry, you see Shaquille all the time. You're going to see even more of Shaquille. Did y'all hear that 
He actually became part owner of Papa John's Pizza and will become their spokesperson, as if he's not on enough commercials already. I do love his commercials when he portrays the general, you know, the insurance company, go to the general and say sometime or whatever their little slogan is. But yeah, that's Shaq. But uh, in the old days, it was MJ, Michael Jordan of the Chicago Bulls, before he became the baseball star. Looking at the current NBA standings, the Bucks, man, they have had a great year. They lead the Eastern Conference right now. 55 and 19 is their record with a four game lead over the Toronto Raptors. The 76ers are behind Toronto, Indiana's in fourth place. Those four teams have all clinched playoff berths in the NBA. Now, Seeds five through eight are Boston, Brooklyn, Detroit, and the Miami Heat. Now, Miami, Orlando, and the Hornets all are fighting for that last playoff berth. There's only a handful of games left in the NBA season, and so we'll see if the Hornets can kind of clinch a bid. And, man, what a win they had on Sunday. Charlotte hit a miracle shot of the buzzer from behind half court as Jeremy Land, he Took, he banked home. I don't know if he called it or not, but he 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 just released the ball behind the half court line and it banked off the back glass and in. And the Hornets beat Toronto one fifteen to one fourteen for their third straight win on Sunday in Toronto. And so they're they're clinging to their playoff chances every which way they can. That is the Eastern Conference. Looking at the Western Conference of the NBA. The teams that have already clinched, the Warriors, and I just saw where the Warriors, I think it's their fourth year in a row of achieving 50 wins in the regular season. They have 50 wins compared to 23 losses, and there's only nine games left for them in the season. Denver is in second place. They've clinched, and the Rockets from the Rocket City of Houston, Texas, and they're not the Rocket City. They're the Bayou City, but uh, Space City is their nickname. Rocket City, of course, is Huntsville, Alabama. Houston is. Well, you could call them the Rocket City because they do have an NBA franchise called the Houston Rockets. But, yes, that NBA franchise right now sits in third place in the Western Conference and clinched a playoff berth. The Trailblazers are in fourth place. The Clippers fifth. The Jazz sixth. San Antonio right now, if the season ended, they would make the playoffs in the seventh seed. And the Thunder from OKC, they're in eighth place. Southern teams that are out of it and ready for next year. The Pelicans are 31 and 44. The Memphis Grizzlies are 30 and 44. And Dallas is next to the bottom of the standings with a 29 and 44 record. The lowly Phoenix Suns have only won 17 games all year, but at least that's better than the Eastern Conference cellar dweller, the New York Knicks. Why, why can't New York have a decent NBA team? You would think with all the assets they have there, they would have a great team, but no, the Knicks are horrible. And evidently this year, the Suns are terrible from the Western Conference. And that is a look at your NBA standings. Hey, Major League Baseball is just about to start. Here's your opening day schedule. The Baltimore Orioles and the New York Yankees are the first game on the docket on Thursday opening day. And that game taking place at Yankee Stadium in New York. The second game features the New York Mets and the Washington Nats from Washington, D.C. The games continue on Thursday, an afternoon game. The St. Louis Cardinals are at the Milwaukee Brewers. The Atlanta Braves start out the season in Philly against Bryce Harper and the Philadelphia uh, Philadelphia Phillies. The Detroit Tigers are at Toronto. The Diamondbacks visit Los Angeles on the Dodgers, that is, on opening day. The Houston Astros have the Tampa Bay Rays in Tampa on opening day. 
an interleague game, the Chicago Cubs and the Texas Rangers from the Arlington, Texas area. That'll be opening day's matchup there. The Los Angeles Angels and the Oakland A's, San Francisco Giants and San Diego on opening day. The the Tribe from the Cleveland, the Indians and the Minnesota Twins are your opening day matchup. The Rockies and the new look Miami Marlins get together mid afternoon on Thursday. The Pittsburgh Pirates and the King, uh, Cincinnati Cincinnati Reds are the matchup on opening day. Cincinnati always has that history of being an opening day city. The South Siders from Chicago visit the Kansas City Royals and the Boston Red Sox, your World Series champs. They get things going on opening day on ESPN when they visit the Seattle Mariners, and that's your opening day of Major League Baseball. This Thursday, are you ready for it? Well, if not, you better be. Now to the college football world. Two UGA football players are facing misdemeanor disorderly conduct charges after they were both arrested following an incident in a downtown Athens bar early on Sunday morning. According to the Athens-Clark County, Georgia PIO, senior receiver Tyler Simmons and freshman cornerback Tyreek Stevenson were arrested after they were identified a subject allegedly fighting with bar employees at the Cloud Bar. Stevenson, an early enrollee from Miami, was arrested at 2.42 a.m. and released on a $1,000 bail. Simmons, who's from Powder Springs, was treated for minor injuries at a local hospital and cited. Both were charged with disorderly conduct. Remember, Georgia, in years past, has been probably the number one program in all of college football for problems with players off campus and getting into legal problems and here we go again they're at athens with these uga football players the missouri tigers have submitted its appeals brief to the ncaa this week taking the next step in attempting to limit or overturn what it believes are overly harsh sanctions in the case of a rogue former tutor mizzou argued in a 64 page brief to the ncaa's appeals committee that the penalties handed down on January 31st are contrary to NCAA precedent, were not supported or appropriate given the nature of the allegations, and could have a chilling effect on future NCAA enforcement. We'll find out what goes on there for Mizzou. So they've had a lot of problems on and off the case, but they filed an NCAA appeals brief, and they've put a thing out on Twitter in their official Twitter account, called Make It Right with a statement from their athletic director, Jim Sterk, on this whole NCAA appeal. So they're being proactive there in Como and their fight against the NCAA and trying to make this whole cloud disappear. Now to the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament. We have some of the teams heading off to the Sweet 16. Baylor's heading there, South Carolina, NC State, Iowa, Mississippi State, which defeated Clemson to get to the Sweet 16. Arizona State punched its ticket. The South Dakota State Coyotes, they defeated Syracuse. They march off to the Sweet 16. The Oregon Ducks also in the Sweet 16 of women's college basketball. The defending national champ, Notre Dame, is headed to the Sweet 16. The Aggies from Texas A&M, they narrowly defeated Marquette to punch their Sweet 16 ticket. Missouri State, the Bears from Springfield, Missouri, they got a big win. They're heading off to the Sweet 16. The Cardinals from Louisville, from the ACC, they're heading to Albany, New York, for their Sweet 16 date. The Oregon State Beavers are Sweet 16 bound. UCLA and UConn, also women's college basketball, Sweet 16, and ready to go for it. 
as the women's basketball tournament rolls on. Now to the men. If you want to get ready to tune in this week for the Sweet 16 of the men's tournament, we've got your times on Thursday and opponents. Are you all ready? Go ahead and write it down. Get your money ready if you're into that kind of thing. Your first matchup on Thursday features the ACC's Florida State Seminoles and Gonzaga, a number one seed. That game tips off at 7.09 Eastern, 6.09 Central on CBS from Anaheim, California. The second game Thursday, the Purdue Boilermakers and the number two seed Tennessee Volunteers. That from Louisville, Kentucky. That's a 6.29 tip-off in Knoxville. Well, no, 6.29 Central. That'd be 7.29 Knoxville and Louisville time. Boilermakers and Vols on Thursday. The Texas Tech Red Raiders, they continue to be impressive. They face off against Michigan on Thursday evening in Anaheim. That is an 939 839 central tip on cbs the last game on thursday features the number one seed virginia cavaliers and the oregon ducks from louisville that is a 959 eastern 859 central tip on tbs is where that is going to be broadcast on friday where here's your lineup for friday's games the lsu tigers and michigan state get together in washington dc that's going to be a cbs game tipping off at 709 eastern Auburn and North Carolina are playing each other in Kansas City. That's a 729 Eastern, 629 Central tip on TBS. Virginia Tech and Duke, an all-ACC lineup there. They get together in Washington, D.C. on CBS. That is a 939 Washington, D.C. time tip. And finally, on Friday, the Houston Cougars and Kentucky Wildcats meet up in Kansas City. That's a nearly 10 o'clock Eastern tip on TBS. All this, your Sweet 16 lineup on college basketball's biggest uh, i'll go ahead and call it the most thrilling weekend because this is when the rubber meets the road you'll know who goes to the final four usually that first weekend when you have the one versus 16s other than last year where virginia got beat nothing really overwhelmingly happens usually but here you're going to see some real real fun stuff go on and and that could even happen thursday and friday and it'll certainly happen Saturday or Sunday. When they get up there and they cut that net, and they know, they know that they're going to the Sweet 16, well, they know they're going to the Final Four in Minneapolis, that's exciting stuff. And for the SEC and ACC teams that are just going to be a couple of games away from getting to that great accomplishment, it's going to mean oh so much. And we'll tell you all about it here on the Y'all Show when we get to those Final Four teams that are Minneapolis-bound. Well, that is your sports land yap here on this Tuesday. Hope you enjoyed all of our good coverage of all kind of stuff here as we do each and every Tuesday on land yap where we cover all the good stuff. And again, while we still have college basketball in our mind, I can't stress enough the great job by some of our teams that are not in the major conferences. I mean, that one's still alive, Houston, that are from the South. Houston Cougars, I wish them all the best as they face off against Kentucky in the Sweet 16 game on Friday. But also the teams that we saw eliminated that that did a great job, whether it was the Murray State Racers and their NBA draft guy, John Moran. I mean, that, what a great season there in Murray, Kentucky. You had Walford. What a great year by them on the hard court, making it to the NCAA tournament and winning that first-round game against Seton Hall. And all the other small teams. I mean, this is... One of the things we'd like to do on Lanyap is give a little love to the non-SEC, ACC teams. And those two teams and others from the South represented the South well in the NCAA tournament and 
What a fun thing. Belmont, I know they won that opening round deal in Dayton, but they did not win in the first game they had in the tournament. But the Belmont Rebel Bruins from Nashville also getting a chance in March Madness. So always fun here on Lanyap to give a little love to our little guys. Well, when we come back, the little guy that we call the big guy, Matt Herman's the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. He's going to be our special guest. And when the old boy comes by, you just don't know what he's going to talk about. I'm going to have to talk to Matt about a little, bar- a little barbecue, but I'm talking about a little basketball. He's got, he's got a big old smile on his face, and there's a good reason for that, because one of his teams, his number one team, is Sweet 16 bound. And we'll tell you who that is and what he's going to do to celebrate from a barbecuing standpoint when we have the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue to wrap up this Tuesday, y'all, right after the break. Don't go anywhere, y'all. Wes worked hard to make his dream of playing in the NHL come true. Every day, he'd be out playing street hockey constantly. Townspeople would drive by and shout, Get out of the street! But Wes never gave up. Well, until one day when someone yelled, Get in the car, you're going to make us all late to work! Because Wes was a 43-year-old accountant and he commuted with that guy downtown. So Wes never played in the NHL. But he did hear how Geico, proud partner of the NHL, could save him money on car insurance. So he switched and saved and made his other dream come true. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7474 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7474. We got 24 tall boys on the chill. Yeah, 14 of them's mine. A little Marshall Tucker on the radio. You know, we just catch a little groove before the show. We ain't playing nothing slow at the parking lot party. A tailgate buzz just a sipping on suds. Ain't ever too early. Oh, it's y'all talk with a southern accent. John Rawl back with you here. And at this time of day on Tuesdays, we are joined by the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hermans. He's back. And I just got two words for you there, Mr. Matt. What's that? Guns up. <laughs> Guns way up. That's true. Yes. Quite, quite a. Sweet 16, hey, let's see what happens. Yeah, we're talking about the Texas Tech Red Raiders, Sweet 16 bound. They're the only Big 12 team to make it to the Sweet 16 round of March Madness. Kansas eliminated, K-State eliminated. You had teams like Texas didn't even make it. And the Red Raiders out of Lubbock, Texas, are (laughs) Sweet 16 bound. And I know you're excited and the Red Raiders, they advance. They got a big win over Buffalo, 20-point win to get to the Sweet 16, and now they'll face off against number two seed Michigan. 
and excited about that, sir. Yeah, very excited. That'll be a the Michigan and uh, Tech matchup will be interesting because they're essentially mirror images of themselves. Both play uh, great defense and have offenses that are up and down to say the least. So I think I think my Red Raiders are number one overall in defense this year, but I think Michigan is number two. So I mean, it's a uh, It'll be interesting. It's one of these basketball games that I'll be shocked if either team gets over 60. Okay. I was I was thinking you were going to tell us they were number one in your heart. Well, that's true. That's, that's <laughs> the given. That's the given, yeah. Because they ain't the number one seed in this bracket. No. no, 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 no. Three seed, absolutely. Yeah, and number one seed will be the opponent if they are able to survive. That is if Gonzaga gets past Florida State. So in this particular West region, you got all four top seeds still alive. Gonzaga and Florida State, they face off Thursday at, I think it's 809 Eastern, 709 Central. And then the, the Red Raiders and the Wolverines are your late game Thursday and that will be televised on CBS. Mr. Matt Hermans, I know we love to talk barbecue with you, but since it is March Madness, I need to get some college football analysis from you. All right. I'm looking at the surviving 16 teams left in the NCAA tournament, okay? Five teams from the ACC, four from the SEC, which ain't bad, but what I'm actually going to pick on is not other Southern schools here, I don't see one single team in this entire remainder of 16 teams from the nation's largest state. That would be California. That state does not have a single team. In fact, I don't really even remember any teams from California in the whole March Madness. I'm sure there was one or two, but uh, how could that be? This is a, a state that provided UCLA with national championships galore some time ago. USC's had decent teams. Stanford, man, you'd think they would have a good basketball team. What's mm-hmm. going on with there the Pac-12 and the rest of the California schools? Yeah, that's a, a pretty, uh, pretty good question. Uh, although that's kind of been something that's been a trend uh, over the past couple of years. You think of UCLA, and you think of, like you said, you think of basketball, kind of college basketball royalty, and you think of John Wooden and all the old. Uh, but that's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a very long time ago. Uh, I think you got Oregon as the, uh, the lone Pac-12 uh, representative still hanging in. But, uh, yeah, UCLA, USC, um, there have been uh, times in the past you've had a San Diego State team to, to make a, a little bit of a splash. But uh, the uh, – well, what is it? The um, the uh, Anteaters, I think they, uh, they made a little bit of a – uh, a splash for a while here but they are no longer with us but uh yeah california's not the not the kind of the basketball powerhouse that uh, that you kind of think initially when you think of west coast basketball i remember when cal uh, cal was a powerful uh, program for a long period of time you got some great players coming out of cal jason kidd and some other guys but uh they're they're long since uh, kind of left the scene as well so interesting state i mean you know, California's a different state than it was 30 years ago. And, uh, it's just not the basketball power that it was before, uh, not the football power that it was before either, to be honest with you. So, uh, it's interesting how times change. And that's kind of one of the cool things about college sports is that, uh, things do change year to year, but decade to decade, you know, powers come, powers go, powers shift. Um, unless you have Nick Saban as your head coach, then you never, then you're always powerful. But other than that, 
uh, powers do shift and change year to year, and I think that's one of the cool things about college basketball and well, football. Again, I just had to pick on California here because yeah. they have zero representation in the Sweet 16. And then, really, as you said, the Anteaters might have been the only team in the state in the whole March Madness. And we got to give some love to Mississippi, which had two schools represented in the yeah. tournament with the the Landshark Rebels and also Mississippi State made it. Both teams got eliminated pretty early, but they still made it in one of the smallest states in the country. And mm-hmm. although there was only one team from the state of South Carolina that made the tournament, it happened to be one of the smallest colleges in all of NCAA with a enrollment of 1,500 the Walford Terriers, they won their first game and darn near should have beat Kentucky if their guy hadn't gone over 12 in the three-point line. Uh, they could have easily beaten Kentucky and moved on to the Sweet 16. And then in Texas, you got not only the Red Raiders making it, but congrats to the Houston Cougars. They've been kind of dormant for a couple of decades, but Houston's in the Sweet 16. They face that Kentucky Wildcat team on Friday. That's the late game on TBS. So some, some of our southern states came to play in March Madness. That's true. That's true. Wofford, I was impressed with Wofford. Like I say, that dude – um fletcher mcgee yeah fletcher mcgee uh he doesn't yeah he has just a few threes and that uh kentucky's sitting at home right now that was a that was an impressive showing i'd say yeah the the leading three-point shooter in ncaa history and he goes into that game and goes over 12 bad time to go cold bad time yeah bad cold. time to go cold but all right matt before we get it to the barbecue goodness your pick on who's going to survive this weekend. I don't need to know the national champ, but who's going to go to the final four with who we have left. Uh, I'll take the, I, I hate to be, I hate to be this guy, but um, my bracket, I'm one of these guys that picked the number one seeds. So. Oh, come on. <laughs> did you not see that Duke UCF game? I mean, Duke should have yeah, gone I down. Did. I did, but I don't see any other taco falls hanging out uh, in the, in the, uh, uh, you know, to to stuff to stuff Zion Williamson at the rim like he did a few times. So usually I'd be a you know I'd I'd be one of these guys who's got uh, some upsets, but it's one of those years. I, I got the number one seeds, and I'm embarrassed to say it, but I do. All right, so you're predicting after Sunday Gonzaga is going to advance. Then yeah. in the East region, the Duke Blue Devils will survive. You've got Virginia from the ACC advancing, and then the Hills. Who play That's Auburn, right. by the way, on Friday evening on TBS. So, War Eagle to our Auburn fans. But no bold prediction coming from Matt Hermans today. Not this year. Not this year. And I hate to I hate to be that guy. But, uh, you know, I don't know. It's one of those years. It's one of those years. You ever dream of having a 64-team NCAA football tournament, Matt? <laughs> That's a totally different no no. That's a totally different conversation. No, I I don't like the playoff even. So uh, I'm a I'm a BCS guy. I know I just probably uh, made a lot of people spill their. I'm all for that too. I think the whole the whole playoff thing is a joke. Yeah. I, I think no, we, we're on the same we're on the same page there. Absolutely, yeah, we're I, on the same page. I, I mean, <laughs> you know for a fact the last other than the year Ohio State won it as a four seed. You could have gone ahead and picked that national championship game the day they announced all the bowl pairings, and yeah. and that everybody would have been okay with it. Right, right, and uh, you know, uh, we honestly we could spend the whole show talking about it. But I, I think there's a. I'll just put it this way: I think there's a big difference in crowning a tournament champion versus crowning the best team all year. I'll just put it that way. And I like the way you said that. Every time of year, this time of year, when I tune in to March Madness, Matt. 
and I hear these guys who were like coaches one time at some small Catholic school in the Northeast. I never hear this word pronounced this way in the South, but they always call it the NCAA tournament. Not tournament, tournament. <laughs> I, I've always I've always called it a tournament. Yeah, I, that's I what I've always called it. But those those folks in the Northeast, a lot of them call it a tournament. And so sometimes, well, I mean, on, let's be honest, they don't know how to talk up there. Do no, they? they don't. They sure don't. But you know, something else they don't like to talk about is barbecue. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we're going to switch from the round ball to the big old grill, and I'm going to find out if the barrister's got some plans to be grilling when March Madness is going on later this week. All that ahead on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When a client calls, what do you want them to hear? Your personal voicemail? Hey, you've reached Greg's cell phone. Uh, I'm away right now, <laughs> obviously. Uh, leave a message and maybe I'll get back to you. Or something a little more buttoned up, courtesy of Grasshopper. Thanks for calling Green Landscaping. To make an appointment, dial 1. For billing, dial 2. To speak with Greg Smith, dial There's three. no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. the y'all show with the general john rawl we've got the barrister mr matt hermans the barrister of bodacious barbecue that is and we're talking barbecue and basketball a pretty good combination this time of year here in our final segment on this tuesday all southern program so matt i know that we have talked to you in detail throughout the last couple of months about grilling when it comes to football what does basketball season when it comes to that grill sitting outside well, I've thought about this and, uh, you know, I've got a, I've got shockingly, I've got something to say about uh, this, but no, come on. And I know it's uh breaking, breaking news here. So I think of, um, I think of every different sport. So you've got basketball season and, and, uh, college baseball season coincides with basketball. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later on down the year, but you've got football, you've got baseball, and you've got uh, basketball, obviously. We talk about the major college sports that uh, that a lot of people follow, including myself. And I think each one of them, you've got kind of a different, uh, you know, different kind of food situation there. You know, football is a, for most people in the South, this is an all-day thing. You get up, you get ready, you're going to have people over, you're going to go tailgate or um, you're probably going to watch football all day. If you're, if you're the late game, you're probably going to watch games earlier. If you're the earlier game, you're going to watch games later. This is an all day deal. So that it lends itself very well to a long, low cook ribs, pork butt, uh, even a brisket, maybe, um, whole chicken, something like that. 
to where you can keep that smoker going. You can pull things on and off of it to warm up, but you've got a long, uh, you got a long cook and, and it, cause you want to, you want to, you want to stretch out your Saturday during college football season. You don't want to go and sit down for three and a half hours and that's it. You want to make it an event usually during the day. So that's perfect for a long cook. Basketball season is, uh, you know, it's a little bit higher. Uh, it's fast paced, put it that way. You got 15 different basketball games on at once. I guess 15 is not accurate, but you got a bunch of different basketball games on going at once. You're flipping channels. Uh, you know, you're going from one Sweet 16 game to the other. Uh, you maybe don't want to sit down for uh, six, seven, eight hours at a time waiting on food, but that doesn't mean you can't cook or grill and barbecue. So I like, uh, I like quicker foods. When it comes to basketball, there's something about maybe it's just being in an arena. If anybody's ever gone to basketball games, and I'm sure they have, you think of uh, a hot dog or a, a nacho or something like that. Uh, my number one recommendation is is put some smoked sausage on there. Get you some buns. Uh, get you some good smoked sausage. Put it on your smoker. Uh, you know, warming it up in an oven or something just is not the right way to do it. Uh, get the, your favorite kind of sausage from the store or your butcher. Uh, cook it low and slow to the extent you do with sausage. You know, put it on, put a little hickory smoke on it, put a little pecan smoke on it, um, and get you some smoked sausage. Put it on a bun. You can also put some some nice Vidalias or some sweet onions on a uh, on a grill grate. Get those grilled up. Get them nice and caramelized too. You get a little smoked sausage and sweet onion on a bun uh, with some spicy mustard or maybe some barbecue sauce. That is a perfect. Uh, college basketball meal, as far as I'm concerned. You, it's finger food. It's hand food. You can sit there and holler about, you know, the foul that the ref just missed, and you can shove the, the sausage into your face. It's perfect. Doesn't take all day. You're still getting your, you're still getting your smoke in. You're still getting your charcoal in. So that's, that's my recommendation. Smoke sausage. Throw some on the grill. All right. Well, I have a, an important question because when we talk about, especially now that we're getting into the Sweet 16 era, of college basketball this year i just rattled off the start times for some of these games like texas tech is the late, late. game like like 8 30 central time guns up time right. uh can you wait that long to eat when you're grilling Man. absolutely that's the great thing about cooking something uh that's that's relatively quick and easy too you can uh get your grill fired up at say 5 p.m the game start and you know you can basically cook to order you got some uh you got some sausages out there, something like that. You can throw them on. They're done in 20 minutes. Um, and, yeah, you can eat three times. Shoot, why not? Why not start eating at the first game and stop eating at 10 o'clock at night? Why not? Give it a shot. Do three different kinds of sausages. Do 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 bratwurst early. Do, uh, you know, typical smoked sausage, maybe some Polish sausage later on. Have a snack throughout. You want to have a, a meal at each game, something like that. Quick and easy. Take you 20, 25 minutes. Keep the charcoal going. And basically what you got is a, uh, I mean, you got a, you got a microwave out there ready to roll if you want to look at it that way. You're not, uh, you can take, you can take it to order, put it that way. <laughs> if you got people coming and going, you can take it to order. Uh, and there, you know, there you go. Cook to order. Yeah. Well, Matt, I, I need to get your take on this because I actually have seen some college basketball here in the flesh in the last couple of weeks. I went to the SEC men's basketball tournament in Nashville. I didn't really have that on my bucket list, but my eight-year-old son wanted to go, and hey, I'm trying to be a good parent. 
There you go. And so if that's what your kid wants to go to that versus Disney World, I'm all for it. So <laughs> it's a lot cheaper too. <laughs> it's a lot cheaper. And that that's what I want to bring up. If you're not able to go to Matt's place and watch some of these Sweet 16 games going on, it, it, maybe you're lucky enough to actually go see some of these last couple of games of the college basketball season like I did in the flesh. Hey, some of these arenas offer really good deals. For example, in Nashville at Bridgestone Arena, when I went to the SEC men's basketball tournament, I had to spend about 25 bucks at the concession stand, but I made sure that when I left there that evening, I had them in pain there when they were counting their money. Like, I can't believe that guy got us for this much because Matt, for the 25 bucks that I spent, I got some kind of fancy hot dog, but I also got bottomless popcorn and bottomless oh, beverage and it wasn't a beer it was i had soft drinks but i probably yeah, yeah. had about eight sprites big sprites because that's the drink i was being cheap my son and i shared the same drink so uh we we had bottomless sprite and we had probably seven refills of popcorn there at bridgestone arena you're my priest here i'm confessing to you well i'll tell you what you got a little kid uh you got a kiddo with you um you can certainly get your money's worth with beverages and popcorn, um, not to mention, not to mention, I mean, I tend to, I tend to guzzle whatever's in my hand pretty quickly. I don't, I don't know what that is, whether it's water or a Coke or an adult beverage. If it's in my hand, it goes pretty quick. So yeah, I could probably put them in the red pretty fast as well. Yeah. Well, again, I, that's when I was in Nashville for the SEC tournament. And like I said, I wanted the, the SEC and the authority there that runs the arena to sit there and say, you know, maybe we need to rethink this whole bottomless option because <laughs> I got them good. Yeah. yeah. Circle your circle your name on the list. Yeah. You won't be able to do that next year. <laughs> Yeah. Now, speaking of Music City, how about this, Matt? I want to get your take on something that just got released on our website, y'all.com. Nashville announces Food Hall, and this is a soon-to-be-opened, innovative dining and entertainment concept set to be the anchor tenant in the new fifth broad development. They got four restaurant partners with this, Prince's Hot Chicken, The Pharmacy Burger, the Donut Dog and Von Elrod's Beer Hall and Kitchen. So next year, Matt, you need to be there at the SEC tournament with me so we can experience this Nashville Food Hall. Oh, man. I love that. I, I, I love that. It sounds like you got local places there, um, which is which is what I think is cool. I, I like that idea quite a bit. Some people just go to places to eat, to be honest with you. I may be one of those people. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I, I like that idea quite a bit. A well, lot. Prince's Hot Chicken has kind of become a hot place, pun intended, there in Nashville for for especially visitors <laughs> to check out. Have you had the so-called Nashville Hot Chicken before? Man, I am embarrassed to say that I've never had real Nashville hot chicken. I have uh, the closest I'd say, and I, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna make people in Tennessee mad. You went to KFC. I've had Gus's. I've had Gus's in Memphis, which is some of the best chicken I've ever had, and that's kind of spicy. But I know it's not. I know the difference. Uh, I know Nashville chicken is essentially dunked in a hot sauce after being fried. So, mm-hmm. no, I haven't had it, but I'd sure love to have it. Well, Matt, don't feel too embarrassed. As a former resident of seven years in Nashville, I had never heard of Nashville hot chicken until the last couple of years. So it's kind of a new thing, to be honest. Uh, okay. 
This is so. This is not something that goes way, way, way back into the annals of Nashville history. It, it could have, but if it was, it was at some restaurant that most people didn't go to, at least because again, I never heard of it. The thing, it. the thing that Nashville it. was famous for when I lived there, and it's kind of still famous, but not quite as much. Was your meat and threes, where you could go and mm-hmm. have a great lunch for a, a cheap price and have really good soul food that's what nashville really specialized in when i was hanging out there and as the song from a few years says everything changes so i don't know if meat and threes are still the rage or not but i i can't imagine that taste buds have changed that much in music city matt yeah well you you know you hope not that city like nashville blows up so fast and uh, takes in such a, a large number of people from other places sometimes the traditional food ways can get trampled i hopefully that's not the case well speaking of this new nashville food hall you're gonna have to wait a little little while before it opens it's gonna open in spring of 2020 and it's at the site of the former nashville convention center fifth and broadway they are working on that right now that is actually just across the street from bridgestone arena where the sec men's basketball tournament was held and also where the nashville predators nhl hockey franchise plays in addition to having these restaurants in this facility, it will also be the home of the National Museum of African American Music. Now, I had not heard of anything like that anywhere in the country, so kind of another museum coming into Lower Broadway, and this one celebrating black music, which, of course, Nashville's had plenty of great black musicians record there. And going back to the early days of the Grand Ole Opry on WSM, one of their key stars in the early days of WSM radio was it was black. So kind of a neat thing added mm-hmm. to the entry and entertainment area of Nashville, Tennessee, with the addition of the Nashville Food Hall. Now, we were talking about meat and threes cool. with you, Matt, and I want to get it back to barbecue. Is that something a lot of barbecue restaurants that you've seen offer? Do they have barbecue and a lot of veggies and offer the sort of blue plate special a, a meat and three or do they really just want to make it more of a barbecue experience well you know um yeah i think i think to be honest with you i think that's something uh, you brought up something that i think is uh extremely interesting that a lot of barbecue joints have kind of uh, in some places it's kind of become uh, one of the last uh, bastions of the meat and three in my opinion so uh, you know aside from you know it's regional too so you know, maybe like a central Texas style barbecue joint doesn't do that. They just give you, they would just give you some meat on a, on a, on a, um, a piece of paper and some, uh, you know, some onions and sauce. But that, that's just one particular part of the country. And there are other places, uh, throughout my state and other states where, yeah, you get a one meat plate, a two meat plate, or a three meat plate. And essentially what goes unsaid is that aside from those two or three meats, you get two sides as well. And, a and a sweet iced tea or a Coke or whatever else you want. Uh, so, yeah, it is. I, I would say a large portion of, of what you call barbecue joints uh, tend to be, uh, yeah, tend to be a places that, that have adopted the meat and free, or maybe they always were. But so two meat plate, let's say you get a rib, you know, some ribs and pulled pork, uh, that two meat plate is going to come with at least two sides, maybe not three, but uh, with the two meats, you may not need three. But yeah, you may get mac and cheese and coleslaw, maybe green beans and, um, you know, uh, potato salad or maybe, uh, some collard greens or something like that on the side. So, 
Uh, yeah, that's something uh, something I think is a great point that you brought up. A lot of barbecue places, kind of traditional barbecue places mm-hmm. and across the South, are kind of inherently meat and two or meat and threes, which is, uh, yeah, cool. And a lot of places in the South now have, not in, a, in addition to the brick-and-mortar barbecue offerings, they have these food trucks. And at y'all.com, there's also another great article about the Austin, Texas barbecue scene and they have a story that links into the food trucks and there's actually a website called foodtrailersaustin.com that kind of has a map of where you'll find all the food trucks in austin texas including a lot of these have barbecue type offerings like diddy dog and the worst and diddy dog and some other ones out there in in austin texas so i don't know how much meat and three you can get at a food truck but i'm sure some of them have some really good macaroni and cheese and maybe some corn on the cob and greens just a little bit of everything so depending on where you are in dixie good chance you've got a great restaurant and or a food truck available to get you through your barbecue fix that's if you're not lucky enough to live right next to matt Herman's and let him cook every meal for you <laughs> most of which are going to be barbecue examples that's right that's right all right for, for better for better or for worse did you say for Beto or worse <laughs> no i did not <laughs> <laughs> well i'll take the worst matt good luck with the all sweet right, 16 yeah. guns up to you and all the red raider nation and we'll be right back here next week to see how your your prediction i hope you're wrong in your prediction by the way i don't want to see the number one seeds all advance in fact I'm, i'd be happy if I'm all needed. four of them fell this week i could i could tell you one particular region where i'd be very excited for the number <laughs> one seed not to advance but uh yeah no i agree with you 100 percent. my well, bracket can I have to defend the ACC a little bit since we do cover them. I wouldn't mind seeing the Cavaliers advance. They deserve a little bit of a love, especially after last year. I'm tired of Duke and UNC, but I would love to see Virginia from the ACC get out of their regional. But, hey, congrats to them and all the other Southern teams that have made their way to March Madness. And congrats to you, Matt Hermans, for getting through another Barrister Bodacious Barbecue Report. I love it. I can't wait till next week. Let's let's. Uh, I'm gonna start the countdown right now. All right, you do it. March Madness, it, which actually I think it might be April by the time we get together again. Matt Herman, thank will. you, sir. Well, that will wrap up our y'all show today. Thank you to uh, Matt and also to all of you for tuning us in on great stations and through iTunes podcast and the other streaming ways that you can get our show. We'll be right back here tomorrow. Got plenty of good ACC basketball talk and. Precious Harris will be dropping by with a report from Nashville, Tennessee. All that on the Wednesday show. Y'all have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to The Y'all Show with the General, John Rawl. And caller number nine for one million dollars. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Chocolates. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number ten. Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. 
Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4-15-19. First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video streams at up to 480p+. Music at up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming at up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricting supply. See dealer for details. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7474 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7474.